Mmm! Hello and welcome, Skeksis and Mystics alike, to Poggling Pub, Pub Chats, a watch-along podcast where we're talking, taking some quarantine time to talk about the weird, weird world of the Dark Crystal. I can't even talk at this point. <laughs> My name is Chris Shriver, and with me here today is the Living Ninja Turtle and Heavy Strike co-founder, Brandon Hunt. Hey, what's up? Also joining us is the host of the Platformers podcast and Dragon Ball Master, Brian Barnett. Hey, what's going on? Uh, so we are going to start out the show uh, talking a little bit about what the Dark Crystal is and like why we're even making this little mini series. Um, and when we first got into the film and just everything about it um, and how we reacted to it, what we think of the movie now based uh, compared to how we thought of it maybe the first time we saw it. Maybe talk a little bit more in depth about the plot and everything and the rules of Thra, whether or not we recommend it. And <laughs> what we <laughs> what we uh, see is coming uh, on the horizon for everything Dark Crystal. Yeah. Um, the movie was filmed in uh, well over the course of five years. It released December seventeenth, nineteen eighty two, with a budget of fifteen million dollars. Five yeah, years. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, took them. Took them a long. I mean, from conception to 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 final print five whole years yeah that is a lot so i actually ended up there was a a sale on like the the digital copy of it um and on itunes for like five bucks or whatever and they have like all the making of footage that comes with it like if you buy the dvd or whatever and i watched that like mini documentary that they made um and it's absolutely insane how many people were in on that i mean like be hunt and i have said it before about the netflix series but like how much goes into making this oh yeah and in in 82 to it days uh years i guess whatever at 15 million 15 million is That's a lot it's still i mean it's a lot for that it's still not a lot of money for what they pulled off uh, which is crazy. If you compare that to like Aliens, which uh, I'm pretty sure was like ten, maybe not even that much, maybe around I'm, that same. I'm fact that while you keep talking. Um, around the same, and like, man, Dark Crystal has. Oh, I mean, it's pure. It's just pure. Uh, uh, it's pure fabrication of just about everything, right? Um, yeah, Alien, nothing, eleven million. Eleven million. Yeah. So like. <laughs> for what they accomplished, I think it's kind of a feat uh, in in and of itself. Because, I mean, you have you do have uh, you do have Jim Henson and his his team, and they're just geniuses all around. Uh, but damn, man, like it's just impressive. It's just impressive um, from the get go. I think even for that time, just, oh, just well, what they what they accomplished there with that much money. And I mean, and go ahead, Brian. I was just gonna say. I mean, first impressions. Like as soon as I as I booted it up, um, and the you know the the soundtrack started you know pumping out of my soundbar. Like uh, Audrey was in the kitchen and she was just like, "Ooh," and I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." <laughs> no, the it's score is to go down. Yeah, score is incredible. Yeah, and it like it instantly it instantly gives you like this sense of this is a really kind of majestic place, but there's like a kind of dark undercurrent, you know, with the way that they're, that they, that they go with the melody in the song. And I was just like, this is like a 
perfect encapsulation of everything that's about to happen uh, in this movie. Even though I will, I will admit, although I first saw this when I was a kid um, with my family, uh, I didn't remember almost literally anything about this movie at all, um, which was pretty awesome because I have not seen it in decades. So, oh man, that's cool. Like you get to revisit it and kind of re uh, re experience it nowadays. I think that's awesome because. Just there's no other there's no other puppet movie, Jim Henson you know alike. There's no other movie like it. Probably closest thing is Labyrinth for that era. Yeah. But um, you know, it is like pure, pure '80s kind of creation. You know, it's like the ultimate '80s movie in my opinion. <laughs> that's just like '80s was so uh, high concept, right? Um, and uh, I think this is like the 110% like amalgamation of like every single factor of every type of movie that tried to come out. Um, and it funneled into this for sure. Uh, which is awesome. I think experiencing it again for you is rad. I think Chris and I probably, I I've, I've watched it so, so many damn times. Well, Um, so that's, when did you first watch this movie? Like, were you a kid? I was a kid. I, yeah, I was a kid. Um, my parents uh, were big time uh, VHS uh, video store uh, rental people. Like we we dubbed everything that we got, um, but we were just big time movie people. We went to the video store every week. Um, so this was something that was like just in the rotation. Um, I was sort of informed by my older brother a lot. He would usually pick out the movies, and he picked this one. I'm sure. Um, because it was Muppets related and we were already kind of big Muppets fans. And um, my first memory of Dark Crystal um, was definitely the moments before Fizzgig arrives um, in the, in the, in the swamp. And um, it definitely scared the the heck out of me. Um, But I remember, I remember kind of knowing that there was going to be a jumping part kind of coming up, but I didn't know when. So I kind of ran ran to my sort of uh, I have I had like a floating staircase that I could kind of creep around the corner to watch TV um, <laughs> and waited until that fizz cake park kind of popped out and went rah uh, so I could uh, uh, you know not get myself scared but that's that's my very first memory is uh, the fizz cake scene where his first appearance where he kind of real talk fizz cake MVP of this movie. Oh, totally. Dude, totally. There's, there's a GameStop sells this Fizzgig puppet. It's like 120 bucks, and I want Oof. it so badly. I I want that very yeah. much. <laughs> <laughs> no, like I um I grew up on like Muppet Treasure Island was like the movie when I was growing yes. up. Yes. Yes. Um, and and then you know I found the other ones as time went on. Like I don't even know. I think that was the only Muppet movie we had. That and Muppet Christmas Carol. And then I just started like begging my parents for more and they like ended up finding the VHS like the other VHS tapes. Um, but dark crystal, I actually like thought I had seen as a kid and here it was, um, labyrinth. And so I didn't end up watching this for the first time until right before age of resistance came out. Like right oh, when man. that first trailer. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Like right when that first trailer came out, um, I just, I thought it looked like so incredible. And the last few like Muppet like movies and things that we had gotten weren't that great. Like the Jason Siegel one was pretty good, but right. Yeah. um, Muppet most wanted was not great. Um, 
so I saw that it was on Netflix and that the series was coming out. And I was like, you know what? I'll check it out. Um, and I think I watched it like eight times in the span <laughs> of like two weeks. Cause I was just like, Jeez. it's so weird and different. It definitely is. Yeah. Like I, I'm just, I'm fascinated by like, what's weird about this movie is a lot of it doesn't make sense. Like the world doesn't make sense. The rules that exist in it, but I can't help but respect the hell out of it. I mean, yeah, the, I, the, the rules are, are deep and threat and threaded, and like the the lore is so so rich. Um, yeah, that they sort of, I think they kind of realize like, hey, we need to have this lore, but we obviously can't like go full like Lord of the Rings with it, where we're just explaining every little piece piece as we go along so we're gonna have to sort of streamline this for like the full audience because we only have these two hours right but yeah um, and, the thing and that honestly, was, i think that's for the film's benefit like i think it would be way worse if they tried to explain everything like lord of the rings does oh yeah I, yeah, yeah of course i mean there's there's a lot of uh side material that came out um years later that definitely helps um kind of bridge those gaps and explain a lot of things. Um, one of the things that uh, I picked up after I saw the movie uh, was The Art of the Dark Crystal by Brian Froud, um, which uh, at sort of first glance is like really cool because Brian Froud, he, he contributed to Labyrinth um, as well. And he did, uh, you know, he's kind of, he, he did a lot of other uh, uh, related kind of art um, to labyrinth in the dark crystal um but he he worked a lot with geometry and sh and triangles and shapes and spirals and this types of things so um highly recommend picking up this book because it, it helped me a lot to understand a lot from the world and from the lore because there is like a lot of prophecy related stuff there's a lot of um astrological uh settings and and moods that you know they waiting waiting for worlds to align and planets to align and that type of thing um that this art book uh it's so cool it's kind of it's got um that sort of like encyclopedia britannica theme where they have like really thin kind of transparent pages that overlay each other to sort of build out a full kind of schematic of of diagrams and 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 astrological uh, signs and plans for like uh, I mean obviously they 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 planned out this this big prophecy in the movie and so um, there's a lot of these crazy kind of uh, Leonardo da Vinci esque schematics um, that really help shape the world um, I mean a lot of it is spirals and and triangles um, and it's really it's really cool i highly recommend it any kind of uh like and, tertiary and, kind of uh material you can get will super help you understand um a lot from the dark crystal i was gonna say if i if i can look at that and see uh ogre's like out of control astrolabe like i'm game <laughs> oh yeah definitely you super can and it like relates to uh, it relates to everything, and it just helps you kind of understand a lot of a lot of stuff. Um, I think that's what I. One of the things I like found so interesting about it was that as you watch it, like if you watch it enough times, you can tell that it th over the years, like and over the process of development, they definitely had like a litany of ideas. Um, and thankfully, in Age of Resistance, a lot of those get to get used. Um, 
and then like I was also reading the creation myth books. Um, they also expand on it. Uh, the comic book series do as well. Um, so like, I'm glad that the whole process of them going through and making this movie and developing as much source material as they did, even though we're talking, I mean, 30, 40 years later, like they're still able to create new content based on this world that it still makes sense. Um, I just I what I mean is I couldn't imagine like I'm, I try to picture my dad like watching any weird sci fi movie because he's like he's the guy that like he'll watch Star Wars and be like, I don't understand why um, the speeder can float. And I'm like, it, it's a space movie. I don't know what to tell you. Like, so like, I always try to put myself like in his shoes. Like, how would he react to this movie? And I feel like he'd be like, it was so fucking weird. Like, it made no sense. Blah, blah, blah. Like, haven't um, you ever seen a swamp boat? Like, come on, it's not yeah, that cool. Have you ever seen a land strider? Like, get it together. <laughs> um, but no, like, I just, I love that they put, they had that much time to put this whole world together. Um, and the, the bits that they did choose to put in this, you know, hour and 40 minutes or whatever it is, like, it, it really paid off. It, it's really incredible. Yeah, I think this, I'm pretty sure this is sort of like Henson's kind of opus. This is sort of his, uh, oh, absolutely, his Game of Thrones or his Lord of the Rings, basically. Um, I mean, so he, he, he's had like ideas since he was like 19 for this, this whole movie, yeah. just sketches, sketches out, you know. Um, so yeah, it, it shows, it definitely shows that, you know. He, it, it had been brewing in his mind for so long, for probably 40, 50 years at that point, that he was like, I'm ready. I'm ready to go. You know, I'm ready to do this thing. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, the five years or so it, it took them to kind of pull it all together um, really, really shows too. Uh, and I appreciate that. I mean, um, like the, you know, the latest movie that I can think of that's taking that long is that like Avatar 2, right? And that's, that's Jeez, you know, that's yeah. James Cameron. That's like, you know, we all know that's going to be a, the biggest thing probably yet to come here uh, after <laughs> Star Wars is kind of done and uh, not done, but, you know, the, the Skywalker saga is done. And I mean, let's be real. Star Wars is kind of done. Yeah. <laughs> It's kind of done. I, I'm hoping for more. I'm sure it'll be great. Uh, not to go off on a Star Wars tangent here, <laughs> yeah. but um, I'm very glad that Josh uh, is not here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, it's just like stuff like this is just like missing nowadays. It's uh, it's so hard to come by. Yeah. Like the the one thing I kept thinking about, and and you and I had messaged about it when we were when Age of Resistance first came out was like right. We just kept saying over and over again, "How did they get the money for this?" Like, I know. Oh yeah, give them the resources to be able to make this thing. Right. Um, well, I think I, you know, true. I think that's why I appreciate Netflix and and companies like that. You know, they they're just loaded and they're like, dude, we they they're Let's making find so creatives many, exactly. They're they're just like it's, it's like when like, like published Unravel. It's like yeah, okay, do that. Yeah, like right. make something weird that's new. Yeah, just like go here, dude. Here's like a hundred million dollars. Just, just make this thing. We, we want to see it. We don't care if like forty-five million other people like don't even know what it is. But the only way to make it awesome is to just make it. I mean, that's the type of like art, creativity, and like, and uh, just like 
you know, the way that corporations and, and studios, how that works. I mean, that's the stuff I appreciate, just like pure enabling pure creativity, right? Um, that's where the, some of the best stuff can come out of. Um, yeah. Sometimes and, not. You know, we all see Game of Thrones and we're like, ooh, boy, the end is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. No, it should be desired. But, you know, I mean, that that was sort of like the beast sort of eating itself at the end. And this is a little bit more like pure front loaded creativity that just was allowed to bloom internally before it was released, which is, you know, it's like watching a paint, like painter's paint. You know, it's sort of like, or not even watching painter's paint. It's like watching painters like reveal their. Their magnum opus. They're like, this is the piece I'm making for, for my lifetime. You know that type of stuff. So yeah, uh, that's the type of art that you know I I've been loving from Henson and from this. And I yeah. uh, I'll always back and I'll always support uh, you know this particular thing because it is like my entire childhood just like realized to a pure. To the purest form, you know, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> yeah. So, like, Chris, you and I have had conversations about this in the past, but, like, my family was not super into the idea of me, like, consuming any sort of media that had magic in it or any of that sort of stuff. Right. Um, and so I was kind of surprised watching this, like, how... Like, how, like, oh, the good guys are the natural mages and these sorts of things, and the bad guys are, like, scientist wizards and all this sort of stuff, and, like, how mystical it is. I was very, I was kind of surprised at that, especially given that, like, one of my mom's go-tos for years was, you know, when she was trying to be cutesy and get me to do something, she'd be like, please. Oh, yeah. You know, she would just act like a, a, a skexy, you know, because I was, I was, you know, mortified at them. And I think we'll get into it when we, like, kind of go through, like, the the kind of beat by beat on the movie. But there were, there are several moments in this that freaked me the heck out um, that I definitely remembered going into this. And they were really the only things that I remembered. <laughs> um, and then there was one moment uh, that will def- I will definitely talk about that freaks me out now that I totally forgotten about uh, that I think is way scarier than any of the things that stuck with me as a child. Um, yeah. But, Divulge. Uh, you want to talk about it now? Yeah, go for it. Do it. So, so the, 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 I've been, I've been scared of like the idea of dying or like just death and these sorts of things. So like the, Ark of the Covenant scene, the drinking from the wrong grail scene, like these are like this is nightmare fuel. And okay. so when so when the Skeksis Emperor dies and like oh. crumbles into himself. Oh yeah. Like, that was like just and he's like cracking and like his ribcage like collapses in on itself and he just kind of like turns into like just just dust. Just a pile of dust. That was horrifying for me. And and like just the look in his eyes as he's like terrified and like looking around and trying to hold on to what's his, this sort of like, that was like super, super dark. Um, and I think, I think it's kind of supposed to be, I think this is like the, the classic kind of fables slash fairy tales of like, yeah, there's a lot of messed up stuff in here because children are really hyper aware of everything. And they're really terrified by things that are, that seem like, you know, inescapable or whatever, you know, like the, the idea of 
death is something that's coming for all of us and just we're all just marching towards it and we can't stop. Well, even um, when they first introduce him and they say like, oh, the emperor, he's still alive, blah, blah, blah. And then yeah. you just they pan to him on the bed and he just turns to them and goes, ah! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't touch my saber! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or whatever it is. <laughs> uh, but then you get to the end of the movie and you see these freaking ghost things and they're way scarier than anything else in the movie. <laughs> Like, yeah, I mean, I love, I love all of that. I mean, we can get deep. We can get deep into the those, um, the Earthskex is what they're called. Yeah, um, we can get deep, deep, deep into that because uh, you know the the themes of of all three, the Earthskex, the Skexies, and the uh, the Mystics, is a little bit deeper. Um, it's got like this top level like. Uh, black and white kind of good and bad type of thing and then there's the Urskex which are which are literally both both beings split right they're both yeah. both guys split after the crystal cracks and they're they're kind of like represented as like gray area like kind of shitty like a little bit shitty and like a little bit like eh, you know fend for yourself you know like kind of like not pure even though they they are like represented in this like crazy pure light um, and like godlike in a way, but then well, and and like and like the, the the castle was reformed into like this this place of pure light. So it's like there is definitely right. this like associating them with good things, even though like by their own omission, like it's kind of their fault that the world went to garbage. Right. Exactly. So, yeah. Like they they treat restoring the crystal as like okay here's the reset button for thra you guys can you guys should go back to your normal duties while we leave right. your planet like that yeah. they inhabited for a thousand years yeah pretty much aliens <laughs> pretty much aliens yeah. at this point yeah, yeah that's kind of what i was wondering but i definitely and obviously like i think i think it would probably disappoint chris at this point if i didn't bring up dragon ball especially because he introduced me <laughs> in that way of course well like i did like like when um i forget what it is but when i think it was uh jin stabbed uh the what, oh, what's his name the the, the uh, chamberlain. chamberlain and one of the mystics hands uh bled and i was like oh my like i yeah, was like right, right. i got real i got real um kami piccolo vibes and i was like i bet this is what happened oh, I bet, yeah. you know I bet that these used to be one being and they all split, but they can't exist without the other and all that sort of thing. I, yeah, you know, right. which it's, it's great. It makes you feel like, even though I saw this when I was a kid, like it makes you feel it, it's, it's good when, you know, clever filmmaking makes you feel smart for intuiting something that they're going to reveal later. Right. Um, right. Right. And I really liked that. You know, yeah, and it's, got, it's got some like deeper level kind of like, Simulacra, simulacra type of stuff in there, like you know, the two are one. If you hurt one, you hurt the other. That type, yeah. Of thing, which which goes deep in, into the series um, as well. We'll talk about that, all that later, sure. But um, but uh, you know, I love that that theme of of uh, you know, things are connected. The world is connected. Like you affect one thing, you affect the other thing. It's very, it's a very like kind of earth, celebrating earth and like symbiosis type of thing uh 
which is a theme that I'm That's super into. Yeah, right, totally. Um, yeah. God, this guy, like all this talk about like, oh well, you know, there is deeper lore here. I'm just the only thing that I've seen is this. Like I haven't seen the Netflix series or read oh, anything else. I've literally only seen the Dark Crystal movie twice in my life, and that's it. So I'm oh, like very man. I'm very excited to like actually get into all this. But uh but Chris, do you wanna do you wanna talk about like the like what what did you want to do next? So um I figure if we just go through like kind of beat by beat um, with the plot sure. and then um, if B hunt has any deeper lore stuff that he's aware of um, oh definitely shed light on it. Um, oh, yeah. The only, cause the only thing that I, uh, that I have to go off of at this point is this movie and then the series. Um, but I'm also trying to tread lightly around the series cause I don't want to spoil it for Brian either. Yeah. Um, I, I, I appreciate that. Yeah, it's, it's so good, dude. Oh, man. Yeah. It, the whole time. And that's what's like. This is the first. Uh, I think I watched it like two or three times. Since yeah. uh, um, the series happened, but um, it's amazing how much that evolves and improves on like every aspect of what they right. did in here. Um, really? So watching the Netflix show made the movie better. Oh, oh yeah. 100%. Oh, totally. Totally. Yeah. It's. I, I would like uh, this. I don't want to go split up on a tangent here, but did you guys see both the Blair Witch movies or the the first Blair Witch and then the the last the current Blair Witch movie that came out at all? I did not. I'm not oh, the real one for spookums. Okay. <laughs> so uh, I'll keep this short. But this, the the latest Blair Witch movie does the same thing that this series does, where it it uh it it's not like it re it doesn't retcon anything, but it explains away things, and it goes deeper into lore that sort of it's not just that it the the movie makes more sense, but it like un it sort of unfurls and unfolds your understanding of things. In a way where you're like, oh my god, <laughs> that makes um, so much more sense. And I would just recommend watching the first Blair Witch movie and then watching the. It's just called Blair Witch, the other one, because it like it explains it's called Blair Witch, the other one. <laughs> yeah, the other one. It just makes the first movie so much more cooler when you put them together. Um, and that's what this series does too. Is when you then when you go back and watch this first movie, you're like, oh my god, that makes so much sense. And, this thing that happens here that I didn't understand is like so cooler, so much cooler now. Uh, now that I'm seeing it kind of in action and realizing that what this does in this movie ha ha is affected by what has happened previously in the in this prequel series. So um, that's what I love about it. It's cra It's got this crazy link to it that um, really like beefs up the the first movie. Beginning of this movie, I wanted. I I don't know who the the guy is that narrates this, but like I it's wanted Charlton to, Heston. Oh my god, I wanted to narrate my life so badly. <laughs> and literally, like the movie opened up and he started talking. I was like, "Is that freaking Moses?" <laughs> yeah, Space Moses. Yeah, is that NRA Moses? It's basically the same movie. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um. Yeah. But no, I think I think the beginning of this does a really good job at at least giving that thousand foot view of here's the world that you know this is all taking place in, 
This right. is the basic, you know, situation that you need to know about Go. Um, Here's the gist. Yeah, yeah, pretty Don't much. Don't worry about it. Um, when you see all of the uh, the mystics just like crawling around that little soundstage, um, it, I, I was watching the the making of, and they were talking about how difficult it is for them to like move around in that costume oh, specifically. Yeah. You can tell by watching. Oh, well, it's part of the reason they move so slow. Like, apparently it's all contortionists. And um, Henson was like, I can only hold the position for like five seconds. <laughs> like, I don't yeah. know how these people do it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so watching that, you're just like, oh, man, yeah. my back uh, hurts. No, it's terrible. <laughs> um, nah, so we have we have uh, the young Gelfling named Jen. Um, who? Jen or Jin? Well, Jin, I guess. It's Jen. G- it's like J-E-N, Jen. Jen, yeah, okay. Um, And he's the last Gelfling of his kind that we're aware of at this time. Um, Being raised by these mystics and his father's dying or his his master's dying, rather. His father figure slash master. Yeah, Yeah, is dying and he... Do they name the the master? Uh, Yeah, it's it's just like the Skeksy Emperor or whatever. It's just like the mystic leader. They all have they all have names. Um, they're just not really prevalent in the movie. Um, yeah, I can, I can find the list. They're all they're all named. And, yeah, um, quick. Are there like weird? Are there like uh, like parallels between the Skeksis names and the Mystic yes. names? Yeah, I mean they're they're both they both kind of have like uh, like an archetype, um, and so, but they're not really like the same. They're sort of like. They're sort of close in proximity. They're like in the, or like, the same wheelhouse kind of thing. Yeah. Just not like, identical. One is like, so like one Skeksis is called a Gourmand and he is like a food, like aficionado is not really the right, right word, but he loves food and he, he sort of dresses up and like kind of like, like he's going to dinner parties type of deal. Um, and like the, the mystic version of that is like, you know, the, the cook, like the kind of like the one that like, feeds the crew or comes up with the recipes for the whole tribe and, and, you know, provides like some kind of food related type of thing. Right. So, uh, you know, there's, there is the emperor and then there's the sort of, um, I forget what the leader of the mystics is called. Um, so like there's both, you know, there, there's, they're close proximity in, in terms of relation, but they're definitely related like in one sense of the word or the other uh to each other um and then they have their like real names i i don't know how to pronounce them but um like one is called like skek mall or like skek you know pick take your pick it's like skek craig or skek whatever. Tech is the uh yeah, the scientist tech. yeah exactly um so yeah they're all yeah they they have that i think or or i think it's ur is like the 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 name for the mystics but um let me look it up here uh but yeah they they have their real names and then their sort of archetype which is cool um yeah uru is the name of one he's uh yeah i think ursu is the one that is like jen's father or father figure um and he's the one that basically tells him to follow this, follow the sun for a whole day, which 
I would think would just put you like running in a circle back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> a half circle. It's a half circle. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like, you know, east to west. Yeah. Yeah. Until he uh he finds Agra, who I'm still like of the mindset that she I understand she's like basically the Yoda of this universe. Right. Um right. she's just like one of my favorite puppets to ever be created. Like she's just the the one eye, the saggy boobs, the horns, <laughs> like everything. She's the just magnificent. Old, the big old thick butt, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Oh, we're trying to dunk. She's got a dog, man. <laughs> um, I like this idea of you know having this character that has has been there for everything um, right. that has gone down in this world um, and was there at like the start of creation. Um, and but what's funny is she also like kind of walks around and is like, it could be the beginning, it could be the end. Like I have no idea. Like she she theorizes like all the time and, you know, prophesizes things. And she's just like, yeah, but I still know as much as you do. <laughs> right. So you can like, I can kind of tell you the future, but I don't know when it's going to happen. So I don't yeah. even know if that's helpful to you or not, but yeah, you, you going to die, but like everyone's going to die dog. That's kind of like how <laughs> she is. Um, yeah. She's sort of like, it, it definitely gets more explained more in the series. So I don't want to hit that spoiler territory for you yet, but she's, um, she's definitely like, like the linchpin to the the world when it comes to you know the the planet and the mystics, the Skeksis, the Urskek, you know the whole the whole deal. Um, and she's sort of she's essentially like Mother Earth in a way, but whatever this planet is named. Uh, but she's sort of like she you knows she's not like of of this earth she's um essentially kind of the protectorate of it uh you know she sort of adopted the planet i guess and like the soul of the planet um and the soul of like the creatures that inhabit everything um but she's also you know probably 900 years old you reach you become crazy <laughs> go to take about that type of shit uh, so I do got, like she's got some sass to it. She's, <laughs> sass. she's seen some shit. Seen some fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> now I like the the series definitely. Yeah, yeah. I, I um, think one of the. I know we're not there yet, but I'll, one of the 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 interesting things. Well, I'll wait. I'll wait till we get to the scene. But okay. uh, like, I I there were a couple of thoughts that I had about her. And both of them revolved around, like, one, like, the production and, like, making of the actual movie um, in the scene where the Beatles come to her house. And then the other one was when she actually meets up with the Skeksis. So uh, so if I forget, like, remind me to talk about that. Okay. Cool. Um, I definitely think she's, like, super, like, interesting. She's got, like, a, like you were saying, like, she's got, like, a different flavor from anybody else. Yeah. Now she, uh, I, I like, I really like what they do with her in the series. In that, um, she becomes a, you get a lot more of the the spiritual side of her than just the, um, the I don't want to say fortune teller side, but like the, like get off my lawn type. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, she like, she's just more fleshed out, but she's also given more screen time. So I, I mean, that's a big part of it as well. 
Um, Because ultimately this movie is like, it is about Jen and Kira. Um, And the Skeksis, really. Yeah, I don't want to spoil anything for myself, but I don't think this really will. I'm assuming that the Netflix series, like we were talking about earlier, like is set before the movie. Is that the case? Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, so there's um there's a scene where uh, later on in the movie where they're at um they're at that uh, hieroglyph thing, um, and Kira says, "What is this?" And Jen's like, "Oh, it's writing. It's words that stay." Um, and they basically go on to say um that this was this was written like a thousand years ago, and um you know terrible things happened to the the Gelfling that were here before. And um, that's like when everything was like prophesized that uh, there would be a Gelfling that would save all of them. Um, But the Netflix series is like a lot of those types of actions, like that stuff playing out. Right. It's basically like a couple generations before the movie, essentially. Yeah. Um, So yeah, it's, it's sort of like, it's not the tail end of like how, uh, I guess how the shit goes down, but it's sort of like you know, right in the middle of the of where the you know a lot of what kind of uh, messes up the world is is sort of what's happening and yeah, um, Dang. you know, so you you get to see kind of like how how it sort of goes down. It's sort of like um, basically uh, I'd liken it to like right before the White Walkers kind of come through in Game of Thrones. It's sort of like how that happens. <laughs> yeah. And it, it adds a certain level of tension where like, you know, you see we, upon watching the, the, the movie, it's like, okay, clearly there were a lot more people here. Like what, what went down? And as you watch the series, you really start to cling on to a lot of these characters. And ultimately at the end of the, like of it all, you say, well, at some point, like they're not, in this movie. So what happened to them? So like, right. There's this game of Thrones feeling of like, anybody could go at any moment because we know that they don't make it. Um, because it, yeah. it, the world becomes what, what exists in the movie. As, uh, for the show, as things sort of progress, uh, you know, it does, I did sort of feel like, yeah, this, the, the stakes are, are, high in like in game of thrones yeah um, which is which is so great for the show and i don't want to spoil anything but you know uh, like uh, pretty much uh, like every episode ends with some sort of like oh dang you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there are a lot of like oh shit moments like you know and then you're you're letting netflix do it th- do its thing and you know roll into the next episode that's um, interesting because that that would mean that it actually like keeps up with the whole feeling that I got from the movies, which is like, how the heck are they actually going to like succeed? Like, which is, you know, rare. I think in a lot of movies, I think that, you know, game of Thrones is one of those things that classically is like, yeah, there's no guarantee of victory, but you know, this is still in that era of like the good guys are going to win. We just have no idea how. Right. And I think, I think that that's, like that is that is an interesting spot to be in, and I always love it when, like, not necessarily because of just the content, because like, like Brandon was saying, like, there is the whole thing with uh, Fizzgig where he like freaks out and like is 
really scary. There's the whole Skeksis thing. There's the Beatles. You know, there's a lot of stuff that's like unsettling, but then it's a totally different um, thing to put your characters in a situation where it looks like they are just set up to fail. Um, and then like they kind of pull it out anyway. Yeah. Yeah, they definitely pull out some of the stops. Um, there is a lot of that set up to fail. There's a lot of like, how does uh, how does the kingdom fall kind of type of type of theme there, but also you know how does the prophecy become more and more and more real um, until it eventually does in in uh, the movie. Um, so that's really cool to see. There and there's a lot of um, twists and turns that will uh, will definitely. Um, you know, explode your mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh my god, I didn't think this could get this cool. <laughs> um so eventually we have Jen that gets to uh to Augur's house or the uh the Ori is what they call it. Um and she just basically throws a box of shards at him. It's like That was so awesome. <laughs> when she, when when he's like, which one is it? And yeah. She's like, don't know. <laughs> I was like, this is so awesome. This is my favorite part. She pops down. She goes, don't know. And she goes, eh, don't know. It's so great because it's just like, look, I know it's one of them, but I don't know which one it is. Like, it's like, it's that classic thing of like, hmm, I'm pretty sure one of these cables is to my, like, PS2, but I don't know which one of these it is. It's in my electronics <laughs> drawer, and I haven't touched these in freaking decades. <laughs> which one's batteries are still alive? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And then, what I... I don't know if this is ever expanded on, but he just decides to pull out a flute, and he knows that that's the one he needs. There was a um, yeah. reason he did that, right? It wasn't just like a weird thing. Well, he was uh, he's, he was sort of taught. It was taught by his his uh, father figure uh, um, through the through the music, right? Like through ha- him having that um, that flute is sort of how they can kind of meditate there, right? So him him with his with his dad playing music is how they would sort of bond and, and, you know, just be like totally uh, like present within time. And so that's, that's sort of him like tapping into his. Yeah. That's where then exactly. So you okay. think he was just like taking a moment to like recenter and it just happened to be yep. that the stuff that he was going over with his mystic mentor was what he needed to make the crystal resonate or whatever. Oh yeah. It's definitely him kind of, channeling into the energy of the world that he needed to to sort of uh figure out which one he needed to pick so there might be some kind of like uh divine machinations happening there i'm sure but maybe uh, we'll find out more maybe you'll find out more in the series (laughs) (laughs) oh my And then maybe me and Chris are just like teasing the shit out of you, Brian. I can't, dude. Like the the flow of the flow of the uh, the the next episodes is going to be just like bam, bam, bam. Remember this happened? Oh my god! Yeah, totally. Because there's so much. Um, much. 
Well, this is a good primer for people. You know, we get to we get to kind of ease in, let people get yeah, the feel yeah, for yeah, what yeah. we're all about. Of course, yeah. I'm sipping on a cider right now, so you know it's getting a little weird. I am a uh, yeah. I'm I'm very interested to see how you you react. So like, Brian, did you like you did like enjoy this movie? Yes. Like, oh yeah. Okay. Mean, dude, this like I I don't I don't know like why I didn't like lead off with this, but like I remember being freaked out by this movie when I was a kid, but. I also just kind of like forgot about it. It's yeah. like, like recently I've, I've been playing Final Fantasy 12, the Zodiac Age. And like, it's a classic example of that where like, where like I, I played this game when it came out, I beat it. I beat all the bosses. Like I did all the stuff and I enjoyed my time with it. And then once I was done, I just kind of forgot about it. And now mm. I'm going back and playing it and I freaking love it. And that's yeah. been exactly my experience with this movie it's like i remember it freaked me out when i was a kid um my mom would use the skexies voice when she was like trying to be a goofball uh and then i just kind of forgot that it existed and you know watching it in preparation for this i was kind of i was kind of like oh heck yeah like i'm, I'm interested in getting together and talking about movies and these sorts of things and like i remember this being like an interesting thing but i was kind of anticipating that i would I would be like, yeah, it's you know, it's all right. But I was just like, man, this is like really cool. And, and maybe it's just that like I know more about what goes into creating things now, and so like I can see the strings and like the 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 absurd amount of work they did to make this happen. Uh, but I, I have like such a higher degree of appreciation for it now, and like I'm extremely excited to to see what comes next. Like we were talking about before, like I'm, I was actually thinking about playing that tactics game until I realized that it's like probably not worth my time. Oh yeah. But, uh, yeah, but yeah like, yeah. like I'm a big, I'm a big fan. Like I, I am very, I'm very excited to watch the show. Okay. Just, just wanted to check. That's all. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, sure. Go ahead. Just what I said, just wanted to make sure you're yeah, in, you sure in line. line. Sure you know. Up to date and in line with what we're thinking. Yeah, yeah. Just check a little bit. Um. Yeah. So w- one part that we actually I skipped over that is of utmost importance is not only the the death scene, but the trial by stone. Trial with- by stone. Trial by stone. <laughs> um. What a what a cool way for them to. Like have this thing that is like, yeah, it's a feat of strength. It's you know, I'm gonna show you that I'm the superior being, um, in a way that like they're not, they don't actually have to have the puppets fight. Right, right, right. It's um, sort of like an old. So it's it shows like simultaneously shows like their old customs, but at the same time, it kind of like shows their kind of hubris and their laziness um <laughs> and they you know and like re- you know logistically they can't make the puppets fight like really because yeah yeah you know technology and stuff but um uh you know it the they're just sort of <laughs> the <laughs> know, it, a huge part of it though like that, yeah that exactly totally yeah that's what that's the word i was looking for like they uh, are just complete sacks of crap at this point because like, oh, yeah. they've just been you know stretching out their lives for how long right 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 and now they're just like eh, man, I, don't even, <laughs> I don't even want to fight i'm too tired to even just 
lift the sword, you know? <laughs> it is funny, though, that, like, even though they know, like, the mystics know what's coming, where right. they see, like, this light at the end of the tunnel, they're like, okay, the Great Conjunction, it's gonna happen. We right. have to get to the, the castle. And then the Skeksis are still like, no, we are, like, this superior being. We're slow as crap, but we're also dying, and we know it. <laughs> right, right. And they're just like, we've run out of fuel, kind of. We're like, we're we're slowly thinning out the rest of these little podlings to get our slight <laughs> drip of essence, even though we 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 essentially drank all the Gelfling. Yeah. Uh, so they're just like, ah, whatever, just just one more hit to take the edge <laughs> off. <laughs> um. So yeah, yeah, it's definitely the lethargy there. And on both parties, because the mystics are just super old, and they're just like, "Oh my god, I'm so." They're old. just over it. Like they're just over it. Yeah. Like I love when uh, there's one of the Skeksis that dies, right? And uh, oh yeah, Skeksis falls in the pit. Right. And uh, and so the other mystic, uh, he just disappears while they're they're kind of in that caravan, and they they all look back and burst like, into flame. Yeah. Right, they're all just like, oh, "Sorry, Craig." <laughs> you know, right. just, yeah. that's how it is. They're just like they're like so they're so completely opposite of what the Skeksis are, who are just like clinging to whatever last bit of of life they can get out of everything. And the Mystics are just like, "We know we're gonna die eventually. We're just sort of like, you know, we're gonna live our life to the fullest, but also we're gonna put our." You know, we're not going to be trying to, uh, like, cling to whatever last bit we have. We're just going to, like, become one with the ether, essentially. Which uh, is really, like, a lot of Star Wars in that scene when, like, you know, when Yoda dies, that sort of thing. Like, the cloth just kind of collapses, which, like, also right. Frank Oz, you know. But right, I do think right. that that's, like, that is interesting. Like, it definitely shows, like, like kind of a this is getting like fairly heady but like the idea of like being one with nature and like you know more of like a more of like a like a buddhist philosophy for the mystics being like they said like natural natural wizards or whatever and then right. you know the very scientific kind of uh desperate clinging kind of like um like like you know humanists or whatever that the Skeksis were just kind of saying this is it like after this you know we got to cling to like you were saying like cling to everything that we can get and we're just going to drain the life and the vitality out of like literally everything we touch right you know to get even just a moment of you know youth to recapture the past like it is it is really interesting like as kind of a critique of like uh, be like being stuck in the past and past successes versus like just enjoying being in the moment. Right. Right. I mean, you could even argue part of it is like consumerism and like how the Skeksis literally only exist to just suck the life out of literally everything else that they can. Sure. Um, yeah. And the mystics, like they, you know, they get by with whatever they need um, to survive, but it's not like this, you know, they don't live in a building, they live outdoors, like right, right. Yeah. Right. You can sort of argue the, you know, like the negatives of 
and the, and the positives of each as well. Yeah. Like the yeah, like the Skeksis are kind of like progressive in a way that's like building technology, <laughs> right? Like they're yeah. ad- advancing tech, and and the Mystics are sort of, uh, you know, they're so passive in a way where they just yeah, they're not sort of they they're the kind of anti progress in a way that just doesn't like sometimes works against other civilizations but for them they're just like you know we're just going to be who we are forever and like live yeah, our that... they're kind of already like at peace with themselves so they don't need anything else um sometimes you know in terms of progress for you know the sake of story or adventure or or livelihood for other parties that can be sort of a drag. Yeah, a, dra- yeah, a drag for sure. <laughs> that is really interesting how, like, you know, despite what I was saying about, like, their mentalities and stuff, in a way, the mystics are just as stuck in the past as the Skeksis are. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah. It's sort of, that's that's so the curse of being split, right? Like, that's, yeah. that's both for both parties. Like, that's, like, both of them, they're sort of, uh, uh, what would you call it? Like their their kind of wanted life is sort of um you know that the same in, in that they're just trying to live live how they want to live, but that takes like immense energy, like literally for the sexies, and then also figuratively for the mystics, where the mystics just can't uh you know get that much output from themselves. They're using all their energy to be at like peace with the world and with themselves and the the skexies are like literally sucking up energy from like other other entities to 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 live um and i think like that's sort of the the balance the unbalanced balance if you will um from getting split from from the earth skek um that is really interesting and and it's yeah. when i pointed out I was, so i was watching this and uh, and and audrey was kind of like sitting on the couch uh, like playing like a, a color by numbers game or whatever. And, and like, I kind of remarked on my theory of that, that these were two beings that were split when the crystal fractured and that sort of thing. And she's like, she's like, yeah, it, that seems like a thing, but then also like neither one seems totally bad or totally good, which I thought was interesting. Like, like looking at, like looking at the way that the Skeksis kind of comport themselves, like they're having these nice dinners. They're, ha- you know, they're definitely like crazy, but like <laughs> they dress up, you know, nicely. Like when they picked up those two swords, they weren't going to kill each other. They were just going to have a contest of strength. Like they're not completely like evil, which I think makes them more interesting. Like, right. Totally. W- like when, when they get, uh, you know, they, they talk a lot about, Oh, kill the, um, the Gelfling. Right. And they send out their minions to go do it, but then when one appears, they're like freaked the heck out. Right. Like, they're not these like, uh, like omnipotent. Like they're freaky, but it's mostly just because they look weird. Mm-hmm. Um, and like they they are definitely like malevolent, but only for selfish reasons. Like they're not out to just kill everybody just because. Like they're not. No, they're doing they're not... it in, in the sense of survival. But um, I mean, it definitely. I think it their character design alone, I think, is definitely lent to lean more towards like these guys are 
on a whole other level. And I mean, even their personality types, like they are, they're like the amped up theater kid at every, like, I don't know, any theater kid, like gathering, who's just like taking it way too far. Like they're just, they're so over the top in their expression and everything like that. Um, especially compared to the mystics. Um, whereas like they just have so much personality, whereas the mystics are just so nonchalant one note, um, single beat, but, um, and like, and also the mystics, like the, the leader of the mystics straight up didn't prepare Jen at all for this mission. I mean, he, oh, yeah. he does to an extent, but he also... But he's like, I should have told you ages ago. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, he, I, yeah, I, yeah he probably should have trained him a little bit. By the way, there's this prophecy, the world might end. you got to go figure it out. Like, yeah, the world's going to end if you don't take care of this thing by tomorrow. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, you should have told me this, like, at least, you know, last Ten year. Ten years ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Give me freaking something. <laughs> Walk him yeah. to Augur's house just so he knows where it is. Yeah. But eventually, Classic parents. Just like, yeah, you figure it out. <laughs> I had to do it. You'll get yeah. there. <laughs> Kids don't listen anyway. You don't have a job because you're not applying. Yeah. Ugh. Sorry. You just lay around and play the flute all day. Got it. <laughs> hippie? You're hanging out <laughs> with your hippie friends. Probably doing dope. <laughs> But it's really his hippie parents are the ones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Playing the uh, the harp with nine arms. You named me Sunflower, Dad. <laughs> so the <laughs> I want to bring up. Uh, so eventually he meets Kira and Fizzgig and finds out that there's this other Gelfling out there um, to go on his quest with. But what I really want to focus on is the the dream fast scene. Um, yes, <laughs> not only because it's very sudden, but somewhere. So first of all, he when he dream fast, he's like, "Oh, look, I'm getting a bath." Like for some reason, that's a memory we felt that yeah. he there. But also, <laughs> somewhere in the world, there's a baby Jen puppet, and yep. <laughs> I don't know where it is, but I really want it. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, a bath time baby Jen puppet. Yeah, yeah. so weird. <laughs> so did we did we totally? So I I've been having like connectivity issues and stuff. Did we did we miss like the the whole thing about when the freaking Beatles come through Ogre's place? Did uh, I miss that? Actually, I don't, I don't know that we actually. I, I don't know that we went over that part specifically, but because this was part... definitely this was definitely the first moment that like it pulled me out of like. My disbelief was no longer suspended. I was very conscious of the fact that I was watching a movie because I was like, wow, I guess you really had to get this in the first take because the uh, the, the reset on this would be ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're going oh, yeah. to bust up the walls. Like, we're going to wreck everything on every table. Like, I thought about that in every scene. They do that a lot. They do. They do um, down to the scientist's lab. The emperor goes down to the scientist's lab. Like, he wrecks things when he's angry. And I was just like, like they destroyed the Ogre House set. And I was like, you really got to make sure that like you can't see somebody's freaking Chuck Taylors under that Beetle outfit, you know, or that's that's all she wrote, you know. 
That's why you shoot it last, man. You get the last, get them last takes. Score yeah. The set. You're moving on. Yeah, even the. But uh, I mean, in classic Muppet fashion, they destroy everything. So they're used to it. It's part of the budget. <laughs> part of the budget, right? If you look closely um, in that auger scene, you'll actually see Gonzo in the cannon. <laughs> really? <laughs> no. <laughs> that would have been awesome. <laughs> Gonzo and Camilla. Yeah, Camilla's, just fly Camilla's by. like an ancestor of one of the Skeksis. <laughs> <laughs> that's where they get the beak from. Yeah, that's where they get the beak from. <laughs> Dude, that would be awesome if, if the Emperor went down to the lab where they've been sucking the essence and freaking... Uh, like, like animals Bunsen, in a cage. Bunsen honeydew and... I, dude, that is so crazy that you said that because I was about to say animals in a cage. <laughs> oh my God, like Bunsen honeydew and Beaker being down there like experimenting on people. <laughs> this mad scientist. That would have been awesome. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> and then like pan over and the Skeksy scientist is like, what are you doing here? <laughs> Um, so we have, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm Wikipediaing, I'm skimming through. Um, so yeah, he meets Kira, they go on their, they begin their quest and fizz gig and all that good stuff. Um, the freaking giant weird fish frog that pops up that he's and, and raises of. him oh, yeah. out of the, oh, which that scene has one of, uh, Jess's favorite lines like ever where he falls in the mud and just says, ah, oh, right in the mud. And like now, anytime she'll like, if she drops a piece of food on the floor or anything, she'll be like, oh, right in the mud. That's a really, that is a really great line. Also, uh, because the the dream fast or whatever it is, whatever they call it, is it dream fast? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got whenever it. the whenever the dream fast scene is over, they like pull their hands, they like pull their hands apart. And, like, as I was saying, Audrey was playing a game on the couch. She hadn't exactly been paying attention. Like, they, they showed their hands being pulled apart. And she's like, why are both their hands wet? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's nothing. He just fell in, the, he just fell in, in a swamp, and it's fine. Yeah. It's, like, it's, it's, it's not weird. But I was just like, it's that weird. is very excellent, like, to, to ask that question. Yeah. They dream fast, and they're just, like, soaked and afterwards. Yeah, dream fasting is slimy. What can you say? Yeah, deal with yeah. it. Yeah, come on. <laughs> oh, God, dream fast all over myself. <laughs> Yikes. Oh, I hate that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm I hate that sorry. so much. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, man. So she eventually takes him to her, like, her town or, or her little village um, with all the yeah. other poglings who are hey. just the cutest little adorable potato people <laughs> when they're when they're not drained of their life force. Yeah. Otherwise yeah, I just I'm super sad. Dudes know how to party. Yeah. Oh man, do they. And you will see in the series one of the most amazing sequences with the pod people. Uh they they really are like a, just such a such a primal party culture um that I I aspire to. they definitely uh they're like the hobbits of this world i feel like to an extent they're Um, like the like baby hobbits but they're all yes i'm sure all like the oldest one is like 105 but it's still just like a 
like a small toddler. Just that's what's weird around. is like there are very few in between poglings. You're either like a baby, twelve, or a thousand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the great part about them, as opposed to hobbits, is that like nobody's a spectator. Like everybody is either playing an instrument or dancing or eating right. or like making food. Like everybody is having a great time. That I'm always amazed in that scene where. Like just the number of and the series, it's even it's like quadrupled. But the number of puppets that are just on screen at that time, like at any given time. I Um, literally didn't think about that until this very moment with you bringing it up. How the heck did they do that? They're really close together. (laughs) That is outrageous. (laughs) They just they just made. I'm sure they made a hundred podlings. You know. (laughs) Yeah. Like they just they just went all out for sure. And That's then awesome. those, the uh, they the beetles come. I can't remember what they're called. They come busting through. The Gartham. The, the Gartham, Gartham. Thank you. It was yeah. driving me nuts. Yeah. Um, come busting through and just they're trying to get uh, trying to get the Gelfling, and. That's when we they finally meet Chamberlain for the first time after he's been banished and he's totally Lord naked. Chamberlain. He's Woo! he's dressed like uh, he's dressed like a pirate. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I guess they're all kind of dressed like pirates. He's just dressed like a, like a like a, a pirate who's been shanghaied or something, or a, or a, or marooned. He's a poop deck pirate. <laughs> He's Swap Jack Sparrow on the island after he runs out of rum. That's yeah, exactly. Is. Now he, uh, and the first time I I saw this movie, like I had a, I don't know why I had a hard time like figuring out what his motive was with them, like. Dude, I don't know. Was just... I was, I was like, I was like, wait a second. Does he? Like, I didn't remember. I was like, is does he actually team up with them? Yeah, yeah. Because at it's... first, like, he does seem almost convincing, but at the same time, you know, like it, it is that it's a weird um, uncertainty that you is really hard to capture in most movies where you're like, can I trust this guy because he's been banished? But like, really, like, is or is he just out for himself? Yeah, I mean his whole his whole shtick, even within like his own, like his own realm of just Skeksis, was that he was always sort of out for himself, but he was playing sides to whoever, uh, you know, whatever fit his fancy to sort of progress up and become Chamberlain, and you know, obviously he's trying to become Emperor, right? Like he would always sort of that was his whole shtick for. That's basically his thing for um, for the entire movie is is him trying to the, kind of use other others to his advantage in a way. And the uh, the main scene you get that in is where uh, they finally say like we need to pick a new emperor, and he goes, "Time to make my move." Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But the interesting thing is that like you you don't really see him do anything like really sinister so like i think it makes it easier to be like i mean he he could be fine you know like like, he's probably not but what if he what if he's just like (laughs) he's fallen on hard times i mean he he obviously has and like it's it, it is obvious like he straight up says like if i bring you back and i prove you know that that you're not you're not trying to hurt us like then you know i can I can rejoin them, which like, I honestly, like, I know that, that like the Skeksis killed 
uh, Jin's family, and I know that he doesn't like he doesn't like them, and he doesn't trust them. But I definitely didn't get the vibe that like he was trying to hurt them. Like he definitely seemed all in on the quest, which is heal the crystal to heal the land. Uh, right. So like I definitely got the vibe that like Jen could have gone with him and been like, "Look, I don't like I don't want to hurt you. I just have to help this crystal along." You know what I mean? But like, as we see later, like as soon as Kira gets there after Chamberlain gets her, which that's the moment where they're in the cave at the the bottom of the castle is when you finally realize like okay this guy's nuts <laughs> because like if if the the scene at the shrine doesn't convince you where he's like please come with me um and he says yes please like at that 100,000 times um <laughs> when he's under that castle in the cave um and he he keeps grabbing at them and like reaching for them that's when you know this guy's not all there like for sure at least that's that's where it was for me the first time I saw this movie. Right. He's all, he's obviously like, like his, his goal is ultimately like the progression of himself in terms of like putting himself up in, into a, a higher position of power or positioning himself up to where he, he profits or whatever. Right. And he's always going to be, that's always going to be his thing is he's always going to be working towards that. And anything else sort of falls by the wayside of, mm. of like, you know, yes, I'll help you to a certain extent until I've gotten what you've, what I've needed from you. And then I'll stab you in the back because I don't need you yeah. anymore. Like, that's his, that's totally his jam, his MO. Um, he'll always, always do that. And he'll always look out for himself first before. Right. It was like the emperor or something. Say what? What was that? What was that, Brian? Uh oh, I think we lost him again. Uh oh, we lost him. Dead man. He's gone forever. Oh no! Oh no! Like at like at the sorry, it's this. My connection is like sporadically good and then really super not good, and I don't know why. <laughs> uh. <laughs> when Kira gets stabbed, like it wasn't the Chamberlain who did it. I was just thinking about that. I thought it was the Emperor. Oh uh, no, the Emperor! Yeah, you know, it was the Chamberlain that did it because Emperor's the Emperor's long gone. He died. Oh, are you talking about the general? Are you talking about the end of the movie when when Kira gets stabbed? Yeah, yeah the, the new Emperor. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, no, that's actually um, that's the High Priest guy, right? That does that. Um, because he's the one that is like very adamant about like this cannot happen um, because that's obviously his whole jam is that he he knows everything about the prophecy and how we need to avoid it at all costs and blah, blah, blah. Hmm. Um, so he is not going to take that chance. And he doesn't because homegirl gets stabbed real bad, real bad. Yeah. Yeah. In the back. <laughs> Roll in the back. Yeah. It's a little hurry. She's a little hurt. Uh. <laughs> um, what else do we have? Yeah, I mean, before that, she she gets. Uh, I mean, Kira does get taken. Um, gets Dude, her ethics which, drained, which leads to a freaking awesome scene with animals. Yes, where she uh she screams her Kalima. I know it's not <laughs> that, but I'm, I'm calling it that. <laughs> 
It's actually Riba, Riba. Take me back to those old Looney Tunes days. <laughs> I do yeah. love um, the Augur's whole Mad Eye Moody thing that she has going on as well. Where, it's freaking uh, great when she puts her, her eye out on, on the, the table, table and it just kind of like spins around. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I absolutely love that. Um, the other, uh, actually, before Kira gets drained, we have a pot. We see a Poglin get drained, which is like, I feel like one of the quintessential. If you're eight and watching this, you're probably going to crap your you're pants like, moments in this movie. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. This was the, before I booted this up, I didn't remember the Emperor dying and crumbling. I definitely remembered this. Well, what's oh, weird yeah. is like that, because I feel like there's so many moments in this movie that are GIF worthy. But for some reason, anytime you search Dark Crystal on Giphy, it's like that scene and then Fizzgate yep. just opening his mouth and screaming. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is. It is. That's my, which is my favorite. Any any two panels ever is Fizzgate with his mouth closed and Fizzgate with his mouth open. <laughs> it's so impossible, like for you to even like, like even if you brought somebody into the room and we're like, hey. This dog thing is going to open its mouth and it's real big. Like, <laughs> you, know, like you are not prepared to the you extent at which this prepared. mouth is just, like, it's just a freaking snake mouth that just like unhinges and just, <laughs> you know what it reminds me of? My God, I haven't thought about this in decades. You know, the, uh, the old reach toothbrush commercials. Oh my God. Oh yeah. my God. <laughs> you can either get a flip top head or get a reach. Like that sort of thing, like the dude's head just like folds back. Like that's what reminds me of. Damn, deep cut, deep, deep cut. <laughs> Shit. Well, I'm glad um, you bring that heat. Bring in that freaking toothbrush advertisement heat. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sponsor us, somebody. Sponsored by Colgate, please. Right. Um, what were you gonna I say, B Hunt? I will say. Um, that even though we have Fizzgig in his full glory, um, Fizzgigs are actually the name of the species of creature, and they just call that particular Fizzgig a Fizzgig. They just call him Fizzgig. Because he's uh, the only one that you see in this movie, right? He's the only one that you see in this movie, but there are more. Yes. And in the series, Brian, we'll just, we'll just tease you that there Uh-oh. is an, another, right. another Fizzgig, and he's got a glorious eye patch. And it's great. Oh, he does. What? He does. <laughs> he does. It's great. So, so basically, this is the equivalent of Kira, like just naming her puppy Doggy. Yep. That's yes. Pretty exactly. much. That's pretty great. <laughs> I always think that's like really cute when kids like name their cats like Kitty or something. Well, it's I think it's like, sort of like uh, Kira is like definitely the girl that talks to animals and nature and. Um, it's sort of deri- derivative of her just being like horse, you know, or like, you know, slug, come here, slug. But there's only like one slug around, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, honestly, like, it's like, it's even it's the like, Landstrider, she does it too. There's like four what? of them. She's like, oh, Landstrider. Like, Landstrider. Yeah. Well, I just think, I, like, it's not, it's not like implausible. Like, you've seen how far gone this world is. There might only be one slug left. Yeah. <laughs> Very right? true. Do you now carry the dreams of all those who have gone before you? All the, slu- all the slug legacies. All the slugs. 
you now leave a trail. <laughs> you leave a trail on the ground for the rest of us. <laughs> Literally. Gross. Gross. Um, Let's talk about the end. Let's talk yeah, about man. the end of this movie. Um, so we, the great conjunction occurs, and more we great have Kira, music. Yeah, we have Kira get stabbed. We have um, Jen finally makes it to the top of the the crystal, stabs, jam, jams it in there, and um, <laughs> while all that's happening, the whole fucking set just falls apart, <laughs> and it's amazing. Um, and then we have the mystics just like oh, th- this scene is so chaotic. Like the the Skeksis are just screaming because they don't know what's going on. And then you just see the mystics roll in. They know exactly what they're doing, and they just like combine into all of the Skeksis um, and become one, which are the tree people, the Earth Skeks. The freaking most That's- scary thing in the entire movie. <laughs> Oh yeah, it's pretty wild at the end. I think by this point, you know, as a kid, you're already just just tortured by Fizzgig and the 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 podling getting his eyes sucked out and the and the emperor dying. That at this point, you're like, okay, I'm, I'm my scare factor is 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 done. I'm I can't be scared anymore. <laughs> yeah, I'm I've been I'm subjected to just the weirdness at this point, and I've. Accepting right. it with open arms. Now I'm ready for a cigarette because this was a weird experience. Yes, um, me, as a, me as a six-year-old ready for a cigarette. After, that's right. Smoke a stogie. I would just love it if there was like a kid or, you know, somebody who like ghosts were definitely not their thing. And they literally noped out like a minute before the credits. <laughs> nope. Not a fan of ghosts. Nope. nope. I do think it's it's weird that they made them see through. I don't I don't get that decision really. There, I, I do. Yeah. I think it's, that it, it it definitely. I mean, I don't I don't know if this is why they did it, but they did kind of like nope out through the roof, and like you're not going to do that if you're solid. Like yeah. they, they, I don't know. I I kind of felt like if you're gonna if you're gonna be, and I don't know if they cover this in anything, but like definitely like the idea of like we're I don't know. I kind of got like Castlevania vibes of like, I'm just going to like nope out and hide out in the sun for another, you know, thousand years until the next conjunction and then we'll come back or whatever. Like, I I didn't, I didn't know like if they were specifically like, oh, we've, you know, we've evolved to the, to the extent where like, we're just information and we can just go wherever we want and just float around like ghosts or like, if they did die and then they left, or if that species just kind of is like space ghosts or whatever. I don't know. Maybe this will all get addressed, but like these were definitely the questions that I had of like, of like, oh, these are just like some weird kind of, I, I don't know. Like I, I also, we, we mentioned Lord of the Rings before. I definitely did get like some elf, like hopping on a boat to go to the lands on the other side of the sea sort of a thing of like, oh, the mission's done, we're, we're out. Right. Yeah, I could see that kind of being part of their race as they're, you know, the 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 Earth Skeks are kind of, they're a little bit arrogant in a way, where they're just like, we're the shit, we're supreme beings, and we're bored, so we came to your planet, and then the Crystal we this dope house for you. Right, exactly. Um, and uh, I think... Um, 
you know, it sort of helps them realize, like, oh yeah, I guess we're we're better as one. Maybe we shouldn't fuck around with planet life or whatever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but they do sort of, you know, it's sort of like they come by to challenge themselves in a way of um i forget where i was going with this but they're sort of they they are kind of like traversing the universe it's kind of apparent um mm. as as maybe you'll see in the in the first like five minutes of of the series um there's sort of kind of like an introduction to oh yeah they explain all the things all that um wow so yeah yeah it gets kind of deep in that regard where I mean, this whole thing is just, you know, to put it bluntly, it's aliens, it's aliens' fault. These aliens showed up. And, and kind of like aliens' accident. Like, they, yeah. I mean, because they even say, like, you know, because of our arrogance, like, we thought we thought we would be better if we were separate, separated. Right. We, we weren't. Right. Um, yeah, and, they're like, yeah, in our arrogance, the, we, we shattered the crystal, and it's just like, that seems like a really bad idea. The end of the movie is basically, like, our bad, and then they... <laughs> <laughs> they leave. <laughs> that we basically destroyed your entire planet and ecosystem. Yeah, all, all your family, your entire family, and <laughs> stuff. Oh, and also, like literally, not even five minutes ago, we stabbed your girlfriend to death. Yeah, right. Sorry, Whoops. we were drunk. Sorry. Also, also, we literally <laughs> kicked the the cutest little dog into a literal pit of fire. Yeah. What Which, the hell? By the way, it's okay. Augur had the stick. It's fine. Yeah, Augur had the yeah. stick. It's fine. Yeah. By the way, he got onto that to that uh, reflector, so he's good. And he's also, good. and also, hey, it's totally fine that we stabbed you to death because guess what? Crystal's healed, and so is she. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Fixed it. There you go. Don't be mad. Please, don't Brandon. Be mad. Did Did you read any of the that? I think the comics, the one comic series that takes place after the movie. I didn't. I uh, I haven't read the comics or the books that apparently the 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 show is based off of. But oh, okay. Now, now I am intrigued. Uh, for yeah, sure. yeah. It was um, one of those things where it's like I we didn't know that the show was coming out. It's it's like you know this IP is sort of dead, so we're keeping it kind of going with comics. And you're kind of like, oh, it's whatever. It's not a movie. I don't really want to want to check it out but now that you know the ip is back alive again i'm uh i'm very curious to see post movie storylines and how that works out especially because like this ends and it seems like it's such a nice bow that they tie up yeah okay nice and then you know they're like oh no there's more it's like oh okay i guess i I kind of want to know what that is then. Oh, then let, let me go check it out. Yeah, I will. It's so oh, wild. Like I, I was thinking about about this. Like in another thing that came out recently. Like you know, we were talking about video games. Like Streets of Rage Four. Like it's been twenty five years since Streets of Rage Three, and like, but like this is even more impressive because this wasn't a series. It was just a one off. And then they're like, you know what? Let's go bring back Dark Crystal. It's like what? Yeah. And you're like, I mean, yes. Yes, I mean, you should. <laughs> I, I can't really say at this point that I'm glad that they did because I haven't experienced literally any of the new stuff. But like I like right now, I'm like I'm glad that there's more. Oh, oh for sure. 
I'm glad that there's that there's more that I get to explore that, that that I get to spend more time in this like really crazy like imaginative world. Like every time you you they cut to a new establishing shot and there's just like two little weird fuzzballs like skittering around the floor. I was like, this is so cool. <laughs> oh man, just wait, just wait, just wait. It's uh, gonna be great. <laughs> if there, guys, is there is there anything else you want to touch on before we wrap this up? Um, I will say. Um, I got to see this show early um, because I was sort of helping um, our work kind of cover it uh, a little bit before it came out. Um, and I got to see, um, I will say that when you get it, when you get like kind of like a Netflix screener type of deal, um, sometimes the episodes um, aren't finished. Um, and so you gotta wow. wait until you gotta wait until some things kind of come through, and uh, so I got to see like some like it really happened just one episode like the second to last episode there was a there was a couple of unfinished shots and man it just like put it into perspective of like how much work goes into <laughs> these things uh, and it just like blew my mind I was just like holy shit like. This thing is crazy. There, there's, there's so much money here. There's a lot of practical, a lot of practical stuff. Like you, you, you'll see like CG in the show. You see it in the trailer. Um, and obviously there is going to be some CG because you just can't pull off some stuff. But holy shit! Like the there's there a lot that a- you think that that is CG, and then if you watch any like a documentary or anything, it's like holy like, shit! Someone made that. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, so, and that's just that's just made me love it even more. And I went back and watched watched it a whole bunch. Um, so, Brian, when you get when you get to it, woo, woo, baby! I'm very Boy. excited. Also, fun fact: I haven't seen even the trailers for this. Oh I've my literally, god, I've dude! Seen nothing except this movie. I've seen nothing. Dude, okay. Well, the trailer for this is probably going to make you cry because it was made me cry for sure. It made me uh, cry, and I didn't even have context for it. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> artistry with puppets. What like, is this? I can't believe they're doing another show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was like dreams come true. It was fucking awesome. Um, so I'm very excited to get your thoughts and and talk with you um, okay. about the next the next uh, batch of episodes. Yeah. So I always love doing this because like, you know, recording like a couple of, of horror movie podcast episodes when like, I'm not really a horror guy. Like I love being able to give context for people who have loved something as like a newcomer to that thing. Like I, I love, I love, you know, that we, that we have that like, and that I get to be the one who's like, Hey, I get to see this thing. You're the Heck living yeah. guinea pig, basically. Yeah. <laughs> for, for this content that I'm trying to shove in everyone's mouths. You know what? <laughs> hey, I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Well, next episode, we're going to be uh, talking about the first three episodes of um, the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance, which you can find uh, over on Netflix. Um, this, uh, if you want to watch the movie itself, they actually took it off of Netflix. Um, it's on digital streaming services. Uh, right now it's on sale on iTunes for five bucks. Buy it. Nice. Um, other than Buy that, I, I legit think that I'm probably going to go like try to find like a nice Blu-ray version of this that has like all the special. Oh, yeah. And all that stuff. 
stuff. That they're, that iTunes one has everything that was, or at least that I was able to see. I mean, there's like there was an hour long documentary on how they made it. Right. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna be watching all that stuff now. Yeah. I uh, I actually have two versions of the Blu-ray because there was sort of like a a version that just popped out right when Blu-rays were starting to come about, and then there's like an anniversary 4K uh, version Blu-ray, oh, and they're both exquisite and i highly recommend grabbing them good remember you said exquisite i just saw you in like one of those one of those like skexy like neck you know quaff like whole you know get ups like silk (laughs) it's it's delectably exquisite i will say (laughs) (laughs) all right boys all right this was fantastic. Uh, yeah, I- everyone, thank you for listening. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Shrives93. Uh, B Hunt, where can they find you? You can find me uh, on Twitter at Media Vandal. Uh, also on Instagram at Media Vandal, um, where I will service you with all sorts of uh, oh my. Shit, shit posts. So um, many shit posts. So many. Brian. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Ribnax, R-I-B-N-A-X. That is going to be it for this episode. Thank you for listening. Enjoy the Dark Crystal. It's amazing. You're all beautiful. I love you. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.